Welcome to Vertical Vision. Uh, I'm glad you could join me today. Uh, something that caught my attention uh, yesterday was I was downtown and one of our local priests was walking down the street and he had his traditional black uh, attire on. I think it's called a Cossack. And as I saw him, because of the way he dressed, he stood out. He didn't look like everybody else. And as I thought about it, you know, the Bible says that as Christians, all believers are, are priests. We are uh, a royal priesthood. We are a kingdom of priests under our God. And as I was thinking about it, it's like, you know, what kind of clothes are we supposed to wear? as Christians, as priests and representatives of, of Christ and of God, how should we be dressed? What does a well-dressed Christian look like? And I wasn't thinking in the, the physical clothing, but the spiritual clothing, because the Bible does actually talk about this. And so I want to share with you just a, a few passages that talk about what the well-dressed Christian looks like, what our clothing, spiritual clothing, looks like. And just as the, the priest stood out because of his attire, we as believers should also stand out because of our attire, the way that we're dressed. So the first, uh, the first passage is Romans chapter 13, verse 14. And uh, Paul says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. And basically what Paul's talking about is there's these, these you know, sins and this old conduct that we had before we were believers. And he's saying, you know, don't do that anymore. You need to put on Jesus Christ. And for us as Christians, we should be living our life in a manner that resembles the life of Christ. Now, we're not perfect like he was, and you know, we, we make mistakes, we fall, we sin, and there's grace for that. But nevertheless, if we're disciples of Jesus, a disciple is a person who patterns their life and conduct after the manner of their master, who in our case is Jesus. So, that's what it means to put on Christ is to really focus on how he lived, what he taught, and to align our lives with his example. Now, the good thing about this is we're not left to our own devices to make this happen. Uh, Jesus helps us do it. The Holy Spirit helps us to live the life that Jesus Christ has commanded us to live. And that's a great comfort because if we were to do it on our own, it would never happen. But by the grace of God, we can walk in the ways of God. Uh, Paul continues this thought in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Uh, he says, And put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And again, he's talked about the old self, the old sinful nature, the way we were before Christ. And he says, you know, we put that off. We don't wear that old self anymore. We put on the new self. 
And this new self is created in the, in the image of God in that there, it's created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So again, there's that conduct and that disposition of a righteous life, a holy life. And note that it says holiness of the truth. And that's in contrast to a holiness that is hypocritical. We can have this appearance of holiness and this appearance of godliness, but inside of our hearts, we're actually playing the hypocrite and we have selfish motives, uh, we have self-righteousness, and, and we're seeking the glory of men rather than glorifying God with our lives. That was the, the nature of the Pharisees. You know, you looked at them from the outside, and they were like the most righteous, holy, godly people that you would ever meet. But Jesus called them whitewashed tombs because inside, the true condition didn't match what they were portraying on the outside. And so for us as Christians, if we're going to convey holiness, we need to have a holiness that's sincere, that's not hypocritical, but it comes from within and that desire to glorify God through our lives. And then Paul wraps this up with uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 17. Uh, and again, this is all the old way of conducting our lives as opposed to the new way of life in Christ. He says, but now you also put them all aside. So we're putting away some things here. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abuse of speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. Okay, we've taken that old garment off, that old clothing, and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So again, the example and our goal and the one whom we are seeking to emulate is God. It's, it's Christ. So in verse 11, it says, A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free man. But Christ is all and in all. And then he begins to give us the breakdown of how we put these things on. What does this clothing look like, okay? And this is where it gets detailed, all right? We know it's Christ. It's his, his disposition, his, his heart, and his way of life. But now it goes into detail. Verse 12, so, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all, these things put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So do you see these things that we're supposed to put on to clothe our lives with? We've got that heart of compassion, a heart of kindness, 
a heart of humility, gentleness, and patience. And in that, we're lifting each other up. We're bearing our burdens together. And we're forgiving each other. And, you know, in, in the family of God, we step on each other's toes. We, we, we sin. We hurt each other. But there needs to be that attitude of forgiveness. And when non-believers hurt us, uh, when they do us wrong, the same thing. We have to have that heart of Christ to forgive those who hurt us. I mean, you can't help but think about when Jesus was on the cross and as he's hanging there and he's suffering, he cries out to his father and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that is such an incredible picture of the heart and the love and compassion of God as Christ is forgiving his abusers and the sinners from the cross. That's the kind of heart that we're supposed to have. And above all, Paul says, put on love, which is that bond of peace. When we're loving each other, and it's not, you know, gushy, ooey-gooey emotional stuff. It's agape love, that love of, that God shows us where it's putting others first and giving others preference and doing for others, especially when it costs us something. So when you have that kind of attitude where you're loving each other back and forth, there's a unification that comes uh, within the body of Christ. And then he wraps it up. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. That means not only knowing the word of God, but also letting it have its work and, and accomplishing its purposes within our lives, changing us and you know, conforming us into that image of Jesus to where we bear his likeness. And it says, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And that is such a beautiful picture of a life that is is emulating Christ. And so I would really encourage you, you know, I, I think of as I walk down the street, as, I, as I'm in the workplace, as I'm with my family, as I'm with people in church, what does my attire look like? How am I clothed? Am I a well-dressed Christian, clothed with Christ, clothed with love, clothed with peace and and uh, bearing others' burdens and, and having that heart of gentleness and humility and compassion and kindness. And I think, you know, if we, by God's grace, you know, are walking in that kind of a lifestyle, people are going to see our spiritual clothing. They're going to see Jesus in us. And hopefully they'll be drawn to him by what they see in us. So ask the Lord to clothe you with, with him, to help you walk as he walked, help you live as he lived, because that's what we're called to, a life of discipleship. And that's one of those prayers you can bank on him answering, because it's his will. 
He desires for us to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the goal. And as we ask him to do that, I believe he's going to answer that. And the more we look like Christ, boy, what a, a beautiful picture it'll be. And, and the impact that we make on lives around us will be wonderful. So God bless you. Put on Christ. Put on love. Put on the new self. And stand out in the world around you.